0: Hi everybody. Uh, My name is Gwen and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I'm grateful to be here today and I'm just going to ask my higher power to take the lead because this is my first time speaking and my story in in program is kind of a short one and I think that being here to share with you gives me an opportunity because abstinence requirements and um, relapse and other things are part of my story, and I might not have had the opportunity to speak yet in other meetings. I've been in program a little over a year and a half, and I've got about, the way my story went was about six months of abstinence, about six months of relapse, and now about six months of abstinence again. So um, tell you a little bit about how that went. I'm just gonna see what I what I tell you today and see how it goes. Um, my first six months of program, I think I really was still being willful, and I'm a very willful person to begin with. And I've, I'm a the kind of person that if you give me a program to follow, I can follow a program. And I think I sometimes still look at OA as. Um, something to achieve and something to accomplish and that's something i have to rewire my brain and not just my brain but something i have to remind myself that that's not what this is about i was having a conversation with a spon- my sponsor today saying that the 12 steps aren't something you accomplish you reach step 12 and then you go back again and you keep going and you keep repeating it now i only get got as far as getting to step two and starting to work step two. Um, Part of my program story is that I'm on sponsor number five. So that tells you a little bit about me in some ways. And I'll tell you a little bit about some of my defects. Um, I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of pride. I'm a perfectionist. So being in program when I first started I came in with a doctor's plan of abstinence, and that's how I started counting my abstinence, um, or a doctor's plan of eating, I should say. Um, and that included an abstinence plan that I was following. Um, I was maintaining that abstinence, but I wasn't ready to look for a sponsor immediately. So I was self sponsoring. Bad idea. But I finally did get a sponsor, and you know, I heard the words to look for a sponsor that has something you want um, or has the things that you want. Um, I think what I really heard, and I sometimes do this, is ha- I say, again, what what I was looking for is has something you want. Um, and so sometimes maybe that was as simple as has abstinence or um, for me at one point was was expressed their emotions. One of the big things for me in my story with food is that I have dissociated my feelings like my entire life. And so eating my feelings as is probably the story with many compulsive eaters um, is my story. And I probably recognized in high school, I would say, that I was uh, binging on food sometimes, but it didn't really, I won't say it didn't bother me, but it wasn't compulsive yet. And I also didn't really recognize, I didn't tie it to my feelings. So I didn't know that I was eating as a result of feeling something. And i would say i didn't really recognize that until i was in outside therapy i just like knew that i was eating like too much and later i really started eating compulsively meaning i had compulsive food behaviors and i was um eating you know a bag of food at a time or eating um not just overeating, but binging on foods. Uh, And so when I started noticing that, and then later in therapy realizing that this was specifically tied to emotional events or just the fact that I couldn't feel feelings, um, that's related to my program issues. Um, So anyhow, come to my first incident with relapse, uh, my, my incident with relapse. I had a sponsor, sponsor number three, and things hadn't been going well for a little while. And I was having difficulty communicating with her, and that was on me. I wasn't able to I wasn't able to tell her things and felt like she wasn't hearing me. Our communication just wasn't working very well. I already felt like I was a failure at sponsors and being a sponsee because I had One sponsor that I'd had for three days, I didn't feel bad about that one. That was a phone sponsor and it just was like, uh, didn't connect. But the next one I felt bad about because um, I felt ashamed because I felt like um, she didn't like me. Um, I felt some guilt about that and So when I got in that sponsorship, didn't work out, we decided there was a conversation about it, but I did feel guilty and I felt unliked. I take things personally. It's another character defect of mine. So then when this one wasn't working out, I was feeling bad about that as well, even though I had the time and a little more um, experience to know that this was not a good sponsorship for me. Um, When that one ended, In that relationship i was being willful i knew that she was making suggestions that were right for me about the food but i didn't like the relationship and i didn't want to be i felt that i was being told to do things about the food instead of having suggestions made and i wasn't willing to hear them from her at the time when that relationship ended just a month or so pre-covid i was really hesitant to get into another relationship with a sponsor and i was questioning my own ability to find a right sponsor and so i went into covid um sponsoring myself again and also not feeling confident in my program either um, so i was in that time though and still abstinent um, and i found a sponsor that I really liked emotionally, really connected with emotionally um, and felt very connected to. Um, And oh, no, I'm telling my story a little bit wrong. I went into like a relapse. My relapse actually started a little bit slow. Um, It started with me sort of saying like, well, since I'm not sort of as someone described it in program in a, in her own story, a case of the efforts, um, sort of like a, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a sponsor right now. So maybe I'll just have a little bit of this. And so I didn't go full dive in, like, I didn't just go in and binge. I said like, well, I'm not really doing this right now. No, one's telling me not to, I'm going to have a little bit of this food. And like, I don't really have an abstinence plan right now. I can decide what that's gonna be myself. So I'll do a little bit of this. Well, I mean, I think the progressive the idea of a progressive disease kind of works that way as well. That like, it's not just like the next time you come out of a relapse, it's worse, which I also think that part's true. Um, but I think it's also that like, you can start with one little thing, um, eating just like, Grazing, maybe, which I started to graze instead of just having three meals a day and two snacks. That was part of my food plan before. Um, but so started maybe with a little bit of grazing and then added in, um, you know, the chips that I wasn't having before. Um, and as I started to add in the little things, it became easier to get into everything. And soon I was having um foods that were my red light foods and i was back into everything and the one thing that i didn't do during my relapse is i kept going to meetings um it took me a few weeks during after i'd started relapsing i think initially because i told myself or i didn't let myself believe it was truly a relapse i just thought i was like slipping or letting myself have a little leeway. Um, But soon enough, I knew that that was just dishonest to myself and that I truly was allowing myself a full relapse. Um, And once I knew I was in relapse, I let myself say that at meetings. And so I owned it. I was there. Um, And I started to ask higher power for the willingness to be willing and um, I just like I say it was actually probably closer to four and a half months or five months that I was in relapse and I just began to continue to eat myself more and more through relapse. And eventually, by continuing to ask higher power for a willingness to be willing, doing more writing, talking to people, um, beginning to work with a sponsor, I, I eventually ate myself too full of the foods that are not the foods that make me feel well, um, and. I found the willingness higher power helped me find the willingness to begin to, um, eat abstinently again. And that's all I can say. It was no doing of my own. Um, I just kept asking to be willing for the willingness to be willing. Um, and one day I just ate myself sick. I mean, I didn't literally become sick, but I felt sick and I just said, okay, I've had enough. Um, this is it. And now it's time again to um, come back to program fully. And I found a sponsor who I connected with emotionally. And again, in choosing sponsors, I don't know if this was the right, it wasn't the right long-term sponsor because we're not together. And we're not together because she couldn't stay in, couldn't stay on as my sponsor. But the good thing about this sponsor is we're still connected and she's one of my oa family now she's someone who i connect with and still stay in touch with in the meantime after that after that sponsorship <laughs> ended i said okay this time i know i can't continue alone that was one thing that i learned after the last relapse it took me a little while to find someone who i kept as a temporary, or who i connected with as a temporary sponsor. Um, when I heard her speak and she uh, made an outreach contact with me after the first meeting I attended and saw her, um, and she said she only does temporary sponsorship and um, uh, takes people through the first 12 days. And I said, well, do you do that program with people who aren't in their first 12 days? And she said, sometimes I do. I said, well, can we work together then? So. I just said, I need to be doing some work right now. I need to be in some literature and, uh, that's where I am with her. And right now I do have a sponsor that I've started working with. So right now I've got a temporary sponsor working the first 12 days. And just recently I've started working with a sponsor and waiting for some new literature to arrive. Um, in the meantime, back in the big book with her. So, um, the thing that's got me, and I was just talking with my sponsor today, saying like every day I work at least a couple of the tools, and that starts with a plan of action. Because a thing that's been big for me is starting my day every day with some reading and a little bit of meditation, and hopefully some writing. But you know, at least every day my my um, for today and some and some meditation. So I do that and it starts my day clearer. And um, I, like I said, I've got some OA family now. That's what I call them. People who I will outreach to. Um, I had a rough week last week where I got some news about my father having some health issues. He had what looks like um, a TIA, a little stroke. And this is something he'd never experienced before. And I was scared, I felt it, I had, I shared at a meeting, which is something I would not have done months before, weeks before Um, I cried at a meeting that was totally new for me. Um, And, you know, it's about my growth in the program and it's about my willingness to share at that meeting in that way and calling fellows and just saying like, you know, this is going on. Um, and all that is due to this program and even being, like I said, just a year and a half into program and only having reached step two, being here in the rooms, hearing people talk about their experience and their experience going through the whole 12 steps and what they've learned has just been a life changer for me already. So, um, I appreciate all that I've learned at this point, and I think I'm nearing the end of my 15 minutes, so I will just wrap up now and say I'm grateful for letting me be of service, and I hope that someone heard something that they needed today. Thank you.